Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go. Uh, Steve, you're an amazing husband and you do everything you can to make Nikki happy, which I greatly respect. You are funny and in an annoying way. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hello. Welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. What's up, everybody? It's the Woo Man. The Woo Man? Yeah. Okay. No Iceman? People have loved, they started calling me the Woo Man. Uh-huh. And I, yeah, I, I, I like I'm it. embracing it. Woo Man is powerful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It has a good ring to it. Woman is boss. What, what did you say? Woman is boss. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. People just, it's just empowering. It is. Yeah. Woman empowerment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I really am enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah. It's even, it's really fun when like you um, twist the metal thing that the microphone's yeah, sorry standing on and, and then and then our ears get to hear that. So yeah. that's also really cool. Apologies for that. I, re- I really liked it actually. I enjoyed oh, okay, cool. it. It was well, probably the I'm best part happy, of my week. I'm happy to do it again. <laughs> Please don't. Okay. It was special the first time. Okay. Okay. All right. So today we have questions that you have submitted to us in an Ask Us Anything. We are open to you asking us anything. And yes. I don't read these questions ahead of time. Although if you ask something lewd and, and unable to put on the air or put into a podcast, I will have Mark cut it. We'll probably answer it. But then, yeah, we'll have Mark cut but it. But mostly <laughs> you can ask us anything. Yeah. 
about any topic to at podcast at Nikki.limo. Yes. There's a link in the description. If you'd like, if you have a question that you would like to ask about anything, we are not experts, no. but we will give God, you no. our solicited advice. That also, you if you join our Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky, um, we take your questions first. We do. Yes, we do. We also do free roll poker tournament there every month. Yep. Give we, away lots of cashola. We oh do live streams. I do Crypto Corner on there, which is my live crypto show. I do every Tuesday night. And it's really long, too. It's like three hours a week of, Dude, of we go, pure we go there. crypto. We go there. If you're a real crypto head. That's right. Or if you're looking to get into it, we're very good at, at bringing noobs in. And you get this ep- uh, these episodes uh, a couple days early. And that's patreon.com slash sticky, S-T-I-K-K-I. And most importantly, you support the show. So that's really nice of you. Thank yeah. you for doing that. Thank and you. Uh, shout out to our Patreon community, the best community ever. And our ever. Discord community. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. But back to your questions. So uh, some of you have reported these questions, not reported, sorry, uh, submitted these questions as early as January. I don't think we're too far behind. No, we're good. Right now it's mid-February. I think we're pretty good. Okay. I'm going to start with the earliest one, and that is titled, Is Isolation Actually Bad? Whoa. We'll find out. Okay. Hi, Nikki and Steve. Love y'all's podcast so much and hearing your input. I hope 2023 blesses each of you with more success. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much. I, I hope the same for you. I need that. Thank you. Dear listener. I am a 21-year-old female. Due to a violation of my boundaries, I feel like I have been betrayed by my mom, who might be a narcissist, among other mental issues, and my dad, who didn't do anything directly to me, my best friend of eight years because she wanted to impress a guy she just met in college. I've cut off people and have been putting a big distance between myself and many people in my life because I love pretty hard and very blindly, and I'm terrible with placing boundaries clearly and honestly. I wonder if isolation is actually that bad. I know I'm the problem in the sense that I have a hard time seeing the red flags and taking initiative to speak up when I feel disrespected slash violated slash hurt. I ghost people I feel like I can't trust. I just shut down and create distance. I'm at a point where I feel lost with my sense of judgment and self-confidence and feeling open to trusting others. What is the solution to this mess? Thank you for taking the time out to read my message. I truly appreciate it. Take care. Uh, signed anonymous, even though my name is in my freaking email, LMAO. I won't say your name, anonymous. Uh, Grass Eater 27. Wow, great. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Grass Eater 27. No, it's a a vegetarian lifestyle. I think there's a lot of nutrients in grass. Okay, good to know. Um, Cows eat grass. So do grasshoppers. So my big thing on this is don't overcompensate because of pain. Right, like you're you're in pain, and so you just want to push everybody away. And you're talking about isolation. That's like a pretty stark jump, right? Like I don't think you need to get there. Like I, like having interaction with other human beings and relationships is very positive, and sometimes it's very negative. But um, to to take a few bad experiences and just want to write off the entire subject, I think would be a mistake. I feel the opposite. Um, <laughs> so uh, first of all. I hope that you're maybe seeking professional help uh, therapy-wise for um, having grown up with a potentially narcissist mother that could definitely shape your self-perception and make it very hard for you to know 
uh, what's correct judgment and not like and make you doubt yourself a lot. Having a narcissist in your life for that many years would definitely lead to a lot of self-doubt. So I, I do really hope that, number one, you start to see a therapist. And in seeing a therapist, you in turn won't be isolated because you'll be talking to someone that you can trust. It's their job for you to be able to trust them. Although finding good ones is, uh, you know, part of the criteria. So that's you're gonna have to do some sifting. But once you find one that you connect with, that should be a safe space for you to really unpack a lot of what may have caused this um, self-doubt. I think she's not she's pushing people away because she lets people in too easily and then they hurt her and she doesn't know if she can use her best judgment. So that's, you know, something that a therapist can help you work through for sure. And, uh, and the boundaries issue that you were talking about. The reason I'm not opposed to isolation is that, uh, I think that spending a lot of time alone is something you should do when you're younger, especially 21. You're pressured a lot to go hang out with friends and have constant socialization. And if you're alone for like two seconds, you know, without a roommate or a friend to talk to, then you're, you're you don't know what to do with yourself in this alone space. And it's scary. And I think that having a healthy relationship with yourself is is something you should uh, start to build in your in your early adult life. And by isolating at least for a couple hours a day or if you could set aside a specific amount of time where it's just you getting to know you and what you like and and really delving into that and being uncomfortable in the aloneness until you become comfortable with it I think it's huge I think it's really great and if you know yourself really well you'll be able to spot red flags very quickly because a person will either add to your life or they won't like or they'll be taken away and you can feel it when you're comfortable with what you have just as you as alone as a person, then you can really feel when people are taking away from that, when people are draining your energy and then you know to stay away from those people and to to build boundaries and then you can start to build your friendship circle on just people that are an energetic match to you. I don't disagree with any of that. Yeah, I, yeah. Having a balance is really good. I, I guess I, I read what she was saying is like, I don't want to be around people anymore. I'm going to shut down and like move away from society and not in total isolation. I think that's what people feel like when they've been overstimulated for sure. And I think which I think is a mistake. <laughs> a, a retreat into cleanse, as long as you're doing it with a purpose, you know. Wait, I don't. But are you hearing what that. I'm saying? Yeah, I don't. I honestly would go to the woods for like a fucking month if I felt too stimulated by society. Yeah, I think that it's kind of like healing to get away from. I mean, you have to get away from your phone too. like get away from everything if you're going to do that and um, really ground and root and root yourself. I mean, everybody operates differently. You're an extrovert and you actually get energy from socializing with people. For me, it can completely um it can complete uh, completely thwart like uh warp my image my self image yeah, from yeah. around I, I don't disagree too with many people I'm just saying without like, a solid sense of self. Yeah, having a sense of self is so important. Yeah. I completely agree with everything you said on that. I just think that the idea of like you know, I don't trust myself to trust anyone, so I'm going to abscond from re relationships, I think yeah. is a mistake. Yeah, I think if you're looking at it as a permanent thing, yeah, exactly. for sure, but I think- Well, that's how she makes it sound. A period of doing that with, while taking 
conscious steps to um to achieve a goal uh, such as like self-discovery or like yeah have a you know self-improvement you know reading books listening to uh different speakers on the topic you know self self-improvement type of um mindset coaching that kind of stuff or seeing a therapist like doing all of those things while being isolated isn't a bad idea and then you re-enter society with a new found sense of self-worth and who you are yeah work on yourself that's the biggest thing I yeah think, for this yeah but sometimes i get why you're like jumping to isolation is because you just feel like it's all overwhelming relationships are overwhelming when you don't have a solid sense of who you are yeah you need to work you need that if you don't have that you need that really badly so yeah that's the cure is not necessarily going into isolation but like you can work on yourself without going to isolation but if you feel you need to do that because people affect your um what exactly is it too much is, in the process in the context of the term isolation yeah uh, in today's terms is does that mean like you're just cut off from everybody like i mean it could probably mean different things for different people but yeah i see it as like a lot of alone time mm -hmm. obviously like i need to pay my bills and stuff so I'm, like i'm paying my bills but yeah. like um i'm cut off from like social interaction yeah like i'm willingly taking myself out of any social social things like gatherings yeah okay and, and it's being done because of a traumatic event. And that's well, what that's that's where I get I get I'm I'm afraid to tell somebody, yes, you should isolate well, because overreacting or not really overreacting, but like over um, responding to to something like that. Sure, over responding without actually doing work on yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I, I don't think that isolation is the solution. Right. Like I think it's part of the healing process, but I don't think it's like the end all be all like you're never going to interact with society again now and that's a better choice than you know having relationships no no absolutely not i think that but i do think that like taking a, a solid period of time to yourself, to find yourself is really yeah, good yeah for sure as long as you're working on those things yeah and knowing I, yourself knowing your boundaries to re-enter society knowing who you are what you stand for and what you want in your life yeah I agree. yeah i think that's pretty big and 21 is like that age where it's like you're all of a sudden like throwing a bunch of responsibilities out of nowhere and just you have to fend for yourself like no one taught you any life skills they only taught you like math and science and shit and now you gotta like be learn how to be an adult right from scratch totally um it's a hard transition era i think 18 to 25 is like that's like the hardest transition era for sure it's a huge chunk of time too it's like seven years of transitioning because then you think you get it and then you get like totally thrown off and then you get you have to re-establish it again yeah well you're constantly that's constantly happening yeah. through your whole life too <laughs> for sure yeah but i think that more than anything going from like being treated as a teenager, everything's you're dependent on everyone for everything to like, oh, now you're an adult. You got to do everything by yourself. Yeah. Is like weird. the hardest, biggest whiplash in life. Well, we hope that this helps you. Yeah. And we're, look, we're rooting for you out there. And please let us know how it goes. Yeah. Let us know how it goes. But yeah, work on yourself while in isolation. Don't just isolate for yeah, the sake I of isolation. I think the way Nikki put it is really good. Thank you. I'm glad that you. Um, re-asked the question so to clear that up yeah too all right this next one is called long time fan short time needing breakup uh oh, makeup advice 
All right. Okay. Hey, Nikki and Steve, compliments first. You guys are my absolute favorite couple in the world. I legit talk about how much I love the two of yours relationship in real life to all my friends. If I find something like what y'all have, I'll be the luckiest girl in the world. Oh my gosh, you are so sweet. Thank, Thank you, so you for listening the to the show. Um, story time. I truly thought that I had found my own Steve Green. Aw. I'm a 25 female and have had a BFF 25 male for 13 years. I never saw him romantically and vice versa. We have both been in and out of relationships and we have helped each other through our lowest moments. Fast forward October 2022. He's married and his wife cheated on him and treats him horribly. He gets out of that relationship with my help and I tell him I have feelings for him. Something that I was going to take to my grave because he was in a relationship. That sounds very familiar. Yeah. He says he feels the same way. He leaves his wife and moves across the country to be closer to his family who coincidentally live 20 minutes from me. Oh, my goodness. Wow. He can't live with his family. Uh, so to get back on his feet, I allow him to live with me. Oh, my God. This is juicy. Steamy. This is steamy. We intended to go slow and remain friends in this time, but couldn't keep our hands off each other and quickly became boyfriend-girlfriend. I asked him again and again if he was over her, and he said he was. Fast forward a couple months later, he is grieving his marriage and his cat that he left behind with her. He says that he doesn't love her or want to be with her, but he misses what they used to have. That's totally natural. Totally natural. He's being told by mutual friends that I maliciously broke them up to be with him. Holy God. And he's, oh, my God. Some people started rumors like that, too. They sure was, Everyone yeah. comes so out of the stupid. woodwork with the greatest hits. Yeah. Great. No, never mind the wife cheated on him. Yeah, no, but, that doesn't okay, matter. Like, doesn't you matter. broke him up. You're yeah, the, you're totally, the, totally. Yeah, you're the linchpin. You're the homewrecker. Totally. Uh, maliciously broke him up with him and he started believing it which I previously made sure to tell him was absolutely not the case he lied to me about sleeping with someone before him and I were official P.S. I hate the girl he slept with (laughs) wow I know for a fact I love him but I do not know if I am or ever was in love with him I've been in love before there was no doubt that time I broke up with him because he he was having doubts about my intentions and that made me feel horrible. I broke up with him because he lied to me and because I can't trust if he's truly ready for a relationship. A few days after I broke up with him, he's doing everything to get me back, taking responsibility, apologizing, talking about how he knows he wants me and how we are soulmates. He's going to therapy and trying to take care of himself. He wants me to give him time. The issue is that I don't know if I can forgive him for all the stuff he said when he was at his lowest. He's my best friend in the entire world and... We would be perfect, a perfect love story if it worked out, but I don't know if I ever even truly was in love with him. Another thing, I don't have the biggest boner for him either, LOL. What's the plan, boss? Break up or make up? Uh, you're, you're out. You're not in. Yeah. You're not I in. I think if you're already having these doubts of like... What kind of love story is this? Yeah, no. It's like, again, <laughs> then we got back together, but... Imagine yeah, me and Nikki. I don't tell- really have a boner for him. And I- imagine hearing me and Nikki's love story, and then you hear like, "Yeah," and like now it's whatever. But like you know, like but isn't that story great that we were best friends for thirteen yeah. years, and, and then, then like so we're trying to justify everything with that? Yeah, because it's a cute story. Like no, 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 no. You uh, have to be excited to be with this person. I want to have sex with Steve almost every day. Like Same. we don't have sex every day, well, but I want to. I would. is the thing. And when you climbed in my lap last night while I was live streaming. Yeah. Because I was playing a video video game last night, live streaming on, on our Patreon. Yeah. And you climbed in my lap and I was like, dude, I would shut this whole thing down right now and just go <laughs> go pound one out. I wish you did. I know, but I was right in the middle. I know. <laughs> but that's my whole objective as a as a wife is to distract you and, and you do. And make you take take dude, you off course. In the room and be a she temptress. Just, she hands me a jello shot. And she's like, here, <laughs> here, here, do a jello shot. Dude, I have I'm, so many jello shots left from Super Bowl. <laughs> Turns out people people in their thirties don't like don't care about jello shots yeah. as much as people in their twenties. Yeah, we found out 
We found that out the hard way. I haven't like really gotten my um, hold on hosting parties yet. I yeah. love this house for hosting parties. We, this is like our third kind of party that we've hosted a Super Bowl. Yeah. And last and time, shots. last time we ran out of drinks really fast, yeah. and I had only made like one. I thought I made a giant pitcher of drinks. I thought that was enough, and it went so freaking this fast. This Halloween. So this no, this was Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving. So this time I was like, I'm making two full huge thing carafes of of drinks we have double the people coming over and i'm making tons of jello shots that's definitely going to be enough alcohol and you bought a bunch of beer too yeah like we didn't even dent I bought 70 that alcohol beers. <laughs> like why only well only you know what it is we were compensating because because we ran out last time and we felt like scumbags yeah it's like bad hosts and yeah scumbags. true we so, ran out like big time on halloween big time. thanksgiving a lot of good people thanksgiving, i amped it up yep. still ran out Let a lot of people down then too yeah so this time we we're like let's listen we're not going to be the house that yep. runs out and yep. it was just a different crowd different and crowd they just much did more not, mellow they did not drink most people much. brought their own beers as well because they have a particular taste in beer yeah they brought their own perfect ipa or whatever yeah huge whiff anyways anyway. you guys want to come get some jello shots you let us know <laughs> yeah if you want to break up and then come over and get some jello shots yeah, you collect your your breakup jello shot we got, we got a lot how long can jello last because we're gonna find out we're, yeah we're gonna find out <laughs> i think on my stream oh by the way i stream on twitch every sunday um i don't know it's not a specific time usually for like eight hours though so just stop by any sunday yeah, for real anytime um i'm thinking about taking a jello shot for every time i get some specific hand you should absolutely do that okay and you can that and the amount that we have will last you a couple years yeah yeah yeah, yeah so i'm gonna do that um because i'll fuck you up without you knowing but anyway back to your, no, we're your not question we're not ducking you it's just so easy to me right yeah like you're not into it you're, you're questioning if you're even in love with them obviously this is an unrequited love situation where you had to know for sure okay right? but let me just go for it devil's advocate Please. because that is how i feel off the jump yes you're saying you're not you don't even know if you were in love with him yes. and like he doesn't give you a boner blah 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 also he didn't have her back that yeah that and sucks that can kill the boner in exactly. a deeper way that, and so that's what i was gonna get yeah. to is that like there could be reasons you feel this way right now but like you know if you think there might be still a chance of spark then you did you left that out of your email and i don't know i'm just we're just going about off of what you said but i will say that the start of the story sounds very familiar yes. to me and steve's start of our story and uh i was actually really upset that people were accusing me of homewrecking when like i didn't even want to date steve for at least six months because yep. i didn't i want didn't want to be a rebound um, I didn't even know that I had a crush on him until I got dumped and I was, or I was cheated on and we broke up. Yep. Um, so I didn't even, I wasn't even open to having a crush on anyone for at least six months. And then six months into my breakup, I like started realizing that Steve was the type of person that I want. And I had never, I didn't even see it before. And then I was like, but it wouldn't be Steve because he's in a relationship. And so I was like, keeping my eyes out over here for someone that's like him. And then you know, Steve gets cheated on and dumped. Yep, and, yep. and then like, I'm like, okay, well, I know what I had to go through to heal. So I'm going to give this at least six months. And then we couldn't help it. It should just moved a lot faster. And then people insane. were like, you're a homewrecker. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I know. Well, we, and the, you know, another thing too is nobody knows anything, but we're, yeah. on, we're on the internet. And so they all think that like, oh, we were all this like tight friend group. And it's like, yeah. that is not the case. Dude. Not what we happened. saw some videos. It's like, it's like working with coworkers and be like, you guys were like best friends. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? Yeah. You have no idea. There's a lot of stuff you don't know. Yeah, a lot. We won't get into that. No, we don't need but to. But what <clears throat> happened though, I will say, and we're going to talk about this in another episode, by the way. Uh, I think it's very fitting. Um, so 
tune in for that episode. I don't know when it's coming out, but um, because I wanted to know hearing our love story in the very first year if we would have told each other to break up yes like if we had written into the show what we have said break up stay tuned for that and i will get to that on that episode but i will say that the first year was really hard and there were a lot of misunderstandings things that rubbed me the wrong way that steve did that were projections because yeah he is he was still healing from a four-year relationship and they weren't even married they lived together and had two dogs together so it felt you know very serious like that level of serious but um i was depressed about losing my dog yeah and he was depressed about losing like for a long time that idea of what they had together for sure i'm and not her but the dog yeah and i mean that's what that's what she said that he said too it was like it's not he's not in love with her at all but the he misses their cats and and so i can relate to that and i can relate to like when someone is going through a breakup because this is how i felt about when i was going through a breakup with my ex who was terrible and i was trying to get over that um i still had a hard time dating new people even when they were great people and i like felt a Ooh, like, ooh, this is fun. Yeah. But I couldn't um like get I, I needed to work through what was what the breakup I just gone through. So I was giving him a lot of slack because of knowing that that's what I had to go through with my breakup. Um but there were, you know, things like like he um he never wanted to like post pictures of me on social media and it like hurt my feelings because like my ex didn't want to either and it just felt like are you like ashamed to be with me because there was also like I felt this thing at the time that people didn't really know who I was and that maybe you didn't like want to be seen as being with me too and that hurt hurt my feelings no for me and for me it was just that I was in such a public relationship yeah I didn't want to like intertwine myself in another public relationship that quickly yeah it was terrifying yeah totally and so there was this like really big fight that we had in europe and steve said some very hurtful things um but some true things i'm kidding (laughs) to to this day i'll never know what he (laughs) truly feels inside but he said some really hurtful things that um made me so unattracted to him like and i told him um, he did a couple other things too where he would tell me that he was coming over and then he fell asleep and I felt very like abandoned, like, a, like it triggered a lot of things for me and it made me want to detach. And in that detachment, because we hadn't gotten fully attached mm-hmm. yet, even though I really loved him and I thought that like we could become like this thing, and, like there was enough spark <clears throat> there. I got super unattracted super fast. Like, and I told... I told him that I was detaching. Like I told yeah. him straight up, I'm just, I, I, I can't go through this again. So mm-hmm. I'd rather be single. I was like kind of finding, like feeling really, really happy single. So if it's going to be this way in our relationship, like I don't really need this. Like I'm just going to detach. I, I thought it would be cool, but like it's not. And I'm detaching. And I didn't feel attracted to him like during that like detaching time because it like my feelings were too hurt, yeah. you know? And he the difference is he immediately owned it like immediately was like i don't want you to detach i'll do anything 
to like, I'm going to change this. I'm going to, he listened to me. He validated my feelings and like, I felt heard and I felt like we could work through this and we could, we could find, we we could let this evolve the way it might, you know, it might be something beautiful. And I genuinely didn't know how much my actions were affecting you. Yeah. And once I heard that and then I had a, I was risking losing you. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, okay, now I can kind of see what I'm doing a lot better. Yeah. Like I was like, if I cut this now, like I'm not I'm not too far in the love hole that I I could get over this quickly. Yeah. You know, like but I don't want to. Like I want I like what we have. I just don't know if like he, you know, he'll if we can put in the work right now because he's still healing from his breakup. Exactly. And so And that's what I didn't know either is I thought I thought okay, well I flushed that. Yeah. I'm good. Because you didn't have feelings for her anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So then uh, but then you just don't realize that, you know, there's a lot of baggage that yes. you bring from that other relationship that takes a while to shed whether you like it or whether you think you're strong or not, you know, subconsciously it and takes even a while like to shed. Seeing Franklin like would just make me sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember that. Yeah, and it was just it was really bad. But it was and it was like that for a long time for Yeah, me. for a, a couple years. Time. For like probably 4 or 5 years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember. Cuz you you know, I'm such an animal person. The idea that my dog never knows never knew what happened to me. I could cry about it right now. Yeah. You know what I mean because I love that dog. Yeah. And I love both of those dogs. I just we had just gotten one of those dogs too. Mhm. And uh, yeah, just it's just there's so much to it, but yeah, there, yeah. So that's why I don't so want to do. You know, I don't want to villainize anybody or whatever. That's but. why I'm giving him benefit mm. of the doubt here. Yeah. That like, I think he might truly mean it when he's coming to you, saying he's scared of losing you, saying that he fucked up and owning everything and apologizing. I think he might truly mean it. And if you wanted to give another shot, and a spark did reignite. I'm not, I wouldn't be opposed to that, like this being, I I wouldn't be opposed to that. I don't think I'm like a hard breakup, you know? It sounds like you're pretty over it. Yeah. But I, you know, it. You have good, you gave good context. He hasn't given you enough for you to be completely in love yet anyway. Yeah. And I don't know if he could, but if he could, then maybe it would be that love story, but it sounds like right now you're kind of at a fork in the road where like you could go either way. And by the way, there'll be another one out there for you who's more emotionally available. And now that you know what you want, that's like half of the battle. Like knowing, no, yeah, you'll attract what you want. So, you know, you're going to be fine no matter what, (laughs) either way you'll be fine. But the, the choice is like, you know, do you want to try and, try it one more time with your best friend of 13 years or and if they're your best friend still i mean that that sounds like a good foundation to me yeah but i mean he's gonna have to grovel work to build back your trust and stuff because that fucking sucks that he didn't have your back because the one thing i weird the one thing i will say is during that time steve never was like did she break us up oh my god you know like never insulting that would yeah i would be so insulted there was one time where i was super insulted because i know exactly what you yeah you know exactly what time i don't really have to say right Go uh, for it. well okay well um 
So I spent a lot of time at the YouTube space editing videos um, because I didn't I couldn't afford my own editing program at the time. And they offered free resources. And it was like a far drive. It was all the way in Marina Del Rey, which is like an hour drive from the valley if in traffic, yeah. which there's always traffic in L.A. You're looking at a minimum 45 minute drive. So when I drive there, I want to spend as many hours there as possible. And at the YouTube space at the time, because it was new and like they wanted everyone to be having a good time, <laughs> there were parts parties every night where they had free beer on tap craft beer on tap they had free um pizza they and so i couldn't afford food at that time i was like so broke at that yeah. time so i would stay and eat the free pizza and like have a few beers and steve and i were supposed to go to target like we were like we had mentioned like going to target like Hey, you want to go to Target tomorrow night? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That was kind of our thing. Like, we just like to walk around Target. Yeah. <laughs> I we don't still know do. We yeah. still do. We still do. But, um, but I hadn't, I didn't know it was like a hard date, whatever. I just thought like that was a proposal. Like we could go and hang out and go to Target. But I was still editing my video. And also I was a little tipsy and couldn't drive in 45 minutes in traffic. And so I was waiting for that buzz to wear off, which like I only had a drink and a half or two drinks or whatever. So it's not going to take very long um probably like two a couple an hour and a half or whatever is left of the time that since i last drank and and so i was on the phone with him and i was like yeah i just need to um i'm just gonna stay here for like an hour and a half more mm -hmm. to like let that go and he got really cold on me just like super cold like shut down cold and later I was like, why are you so mad? And he was like, well, he was like oh, well, we were supposed to go to Target and we couldn't because you were drunk. And huh. and he's like, you, I don't know. It's like, I, I don't want to be seen with someone that has a drinking problem. Like, what if my ex sees us at a VidCon and you're all drunk? And I was like, that is so fucking insulting, yeah, so insulting. that you would be embarrassed of me after all of that. Like, if my ex saw you and you were drunk, I would be like, so fuck off. Like it wasn't true though. I was just trying to, yeah. I was just mad that, that I, w I felt brushed off and I was just trying to hurt you, which yeah. is really, really petty and stupid. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. So I, unfortunately one of my talents, which is also one of my biggest problems is that I can, I know exactly how to hurt somebody like verbally if I, if I ever need to, cause I was bullied as a kid. Yeah. So I just know how to like get, get you back. So you'll leave me alone and move on to the next person. Mm -hmm. Go to the next customer, please. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, th yeah, that was a stupid, stupid, stupid thing. Yeah. He's had some foot and mouth moments, but the thing yeah. about Steve is he'll own it. Yeah, 100%. He'll, he'll own it and Can't he'll it. apologize. And then we don't really have that problem ever again. Like yeah. whatever that was, like he doesn't do it again. He feels like a dummy. Mm -hmm. And, and I really, that, th those kind of moments really made me love him more. Like it really made me feel like, well, now I feel like he's got, he has my back cause he's he's taking accountability for him being you gotta like own it. the dummy if you're gonna fuck up yeah. you better own it you better own it but yeah there were times like that where i was just like i don't need to be with this person like <laughs> yeah. that like they're like honestly turning me off yeah and i was really vocal about that too like i think being clear and not holding it in and not like letting that like the ick just spread without like voicing it mm -hmm. Um, so I gave him a chance to rectify it. Like a lot of people don't give the chance. Like they just go, well, fuck you, then I'm out. And I think that that's a lot of the building blocks of the solid relationship is you got to like work together to find solutions. And then if, if you guys have exhausted your resources and still haven't 
don't see eye to eye or you still turn each other off, then you're done. But at yeah. least you'd know that you tried to to work as a team and to build all that because that first year was hard, but we very quickly learned how to work as a team. Yes. And I think that was paramount. Our conflict resolution is unrivaled. Absolutely. And because of that, there's no resentment. Like a lot of people go, oh, like married couples, they're sexless because you know why? Because they have a lot of resentment towards each other. They think they're on opposing teams and they can't wait for like an argument to happen so they could bring up all the other shit they they were pissed about. They never fix anything. And- uh, Steve Green theory, they also rip farts around each other all the time. Yeah. And they just turn into each other's roommates. So how are you going to be attracted to someone that you have resentment for and that you think is disgusting? Exactly. You're not. You're exactly. just not going to be, you don't want, you're not, you're not getting boners for them. And there's plenty of mystery out there around you. There's a lot of people who don't fart, who are attractive. Who and haven't like, built resentment. Yep. And yeah. then all of a sudden you find the wandering eye and people just can't fucking believe where it came from. Well, yeah. it's not hard for us to see. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Exactly. So if he's owning it right now, I say give him a chance. If you still find yourself not attracted, not in love after working on it for a couple months, if you do decide to give him another shot, then yeah, at least you tried. And then at least it could be amicable. Like you can come from a clear head space. Like, you know, I just, uh, that one, it hurt too much. And I, I can't, I'm, I'm over it. Like I, I just got over, it. I thought we could make it work and we couldn't, you know. And we're, and we're rooting for you. And we're rooting for you. Big time. Yeah. Please let Whichever us know. Whichever way it goes, though, I think you'll be fine. You're you seem totally like fine. you have a solid head, head on, on your, your shoulders. shoulders. 100%. And well, on that note, we're going to go to a break. Yep. Um, please buy whatever we buy or download whatever we tell you to download because our sponsors are amazing and they support the show. And it helps so very much. And so thank it you. It helps so much. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. 
Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blythe. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> and we're back with more of your questions. These are juicy questions. That last one was pretty spicy, that too. Was it was very like, spicy. Got very, like, steamy, ooh, spicy. Oh, and then he did what? Yep. And they live 20 minutes from you. I know. I loved it. All right. This one is titled Should We Break Up? Help. I love you. I love you guys. <laughs> this is all caps. We love you too. We love Thank you, you for Seriously. writing in. Okay. Hello, Nikki and Steve. I have a lot of problems. But oh, no. before I get into them, I think some compliments are in order. Thank you so much. By the way, if you're new to listening to the show, <laughs> we are f- absolutely fueled by compliments. Yes. Um, we cannot do our show without compliments. We both um, needed attention we growing needed up. a lot. And so here we are. And so this is what we do it for. Yes. Yeah. First off, I've watched all of Nikki's videos on both of her channels. You are my favorite YouTuber, and I love and greatly respect you. I'm also ADHD, have anxiety, depression, etc. So I really can relate to you and think that we'd be best we'd be besties if we lived closer. Same. Also, we I'm gonna, I've been meaning to do an episode on ADHD because yeah, I feel like it is some shit they don't tell you. There you go. And I want to address like a lot of people have been diagnosed over the past two years because of the pandemic because of tiktok and all kinds of stuff there's a lot of interesting shit about it but okay. anyway that's my ADD going off on a yep, tangent yep. here we go uh steve you're an amazing husband and you do everything you can to make nikki happy which i greatly respect you are funny and in an annoying way thank you so much <laughs> thank you very much appreciate that this is very sweet <laughs> thank you so much we appreciate your compliments <laughs> yes. deep breath Please prepare for an intense story. I already know that I'm the a-hole and I'm still trying to process everything. Okay, well, we're going to reserve judgment yeah. until you get through your story. Six months ago, my husband and I decided to try going polyamorous. We did this for a couple of reasons. My husband has very low testosterone and I'm lucky if I got sex once in a, once a month from him. He also didn't want any kids and I told him that if we don't, then I need to find a way to spend my time and give love, give more love to something or someone else. Wow. wow, this is already so juicy. Yeah. When we first started, my husband wasn't getting a lot of hits on the dating apps, but I was. <laughs> that always happens. Always happens. Long story short, it's always like the guy that suggests it usually, uh, and then so the girl gets all these it's, requests. Of course. <laughs> Long story short, I dated quite a few people and thought I... I th- and thought that I just wanted to satisfy my sexual needs. But after a couple dates with this one person, let's call him Andrew, I fell in love. He's been married for 20 years and Polly for five. His wife and I have become friends and we've all had game nights together and are very open about the situation. My husband and him had an agreement that they were perfectly happy to share me among themselves. Since they both have a deep and meaningful relationship with me, Oh, since they both have a deep and meaningful relationship with me. After realizing my feelings for Andrew, I had agreed to be exclusive to him and my husband. Let's call him Tommy. Because I am so self-conscious about myself, I had weight loss surgery last year and lost about 120 pounds, but still feel like that fat girl. I doubted Andrew's love and devotion to me. He's a very private man, and even though I've told him many times that I love him, he's never said it back. I told him not to ever say it unless he truly means it. In this process, I ended up dating a few more people and deeply regret it. Now I realize that I don't want anyone else. 
the big event. Tommy and I had a New Year's party where we invited a lot of people. Ironically, we only had one couple who showed up that wasn't poly or ethnically or ethically non-monogamous. We all got crossfaded and got very flirty. All that is, except for Andrew, who was on his phone most of the night. He was thinking about spending the night, but he was so uncomfortable with how open everyone was being that he decided to leave shortly after midnight. I also shared some of some very intimate details about some personal time with Andrew that he didn't want anyone to know. I don't even remember most of this night, just what I've been told. When Andrew left, I ended up taking another shot, which was of some tequila from Mexico with the worm in it. Oh shit. After swallowing the worm, I went from messed up to incomprehensible. And then I proceeded to make out with both of my husband's girlfriends and one of their boyfriends made a move on me when I was alone in the kitchen but that's not the worst of it I ended up having a threesome with my husband and one of his girlfriends my husband says that he asked if I was okay and I drunkly said yeah why instead of taking that as me being far too gone he decided to proceed the next morning was a blur but with his girlfriend being in the bed I knew what happened I was so ashamed to make matters worse my husband my husband's other girlfriend and his boyfriend spent the whole day there. That morning, the boyfriend tried kissing me again and putting his head on my lap. I was in complete shock. My husband was sending me private messages saying that we looked cute together, but I've known this person since childhood and see him was more of a brother, so I was very uncomfortable. Because of this night, my partner and I almost broke up and I decided to get another STI slash STD panel. My results were life-changing. After testing twice, I was told that I am herpes type 2 positive. I told my partners and they all get tested. Everyone is negative. Even my husband and his girlfriend. I'm writing this on the 23rd of January and haven't even masturbated since that night. I feel violated and betrayed. My husband and I have been together for 10 plus years and I trusted him to keep me safe that night. Now I'm having PTSD episodes from when I was raped before my husband and started dating before my husband and I started dating. I know that the herpes is on me, but I don't think I can ever sleep with Tommy again. I feel betrayed. He knows of my past and I know this would never have happened with Andrew. I'm trying to find a way to still be with my husband in some way, but I don't know what to do to salvage what's left of our relationship. It's heartbreaking. I'm tempted to move to the basement or move out altogether. Do you have any thoughts that might help? I appreciate some feedback. P.S. I know you aren't experts and my therapist has only said things like, wow, this is a saga. I can't wait till the next episode, which isn't helpful. I'm trying to find a new therapist. Yeah, definitely find a new therapist, but um, maybe one that that specializes in relationships and like especially polyamory because i'm not qualified to answer this. i agree like this is insane we are we've talked about this before actually because in la especially i felt like it was very normalized to um cheat on your partner like a yes. lot of people that we knew like thought it was pretty normal and they take their partner back if they cheated on them, if they worked and it they out did. or whatever. That and they did. Too. Yeah. And like time. Steve and I were just like mind blown because like people were like, like you've never cheated on someone. You know, like it was very common. Like everyone's cheated on someone and we just haven't. Like I've yeah, never cheated never. on anyone ever. Uh, Half I, of Tuber couples we know did that shit. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I um, also, we both, and maybe Steve's full of shit and lying to me, but I'm pretty sure he's not. We both like, when we're in a relationship with a person, we have blinders, blinders on. Full like, blinders. I can't even imagine touching or kissing another guy. Same. Like I just can't. Like it's, it. It seems like everyone else is like blobs, and I find people interesting. I, and I find people like attractive in a sense, like this is an attractive person. Right. You know, this is a beautiful person. This is a bubble. You know, like oh, this person is very charismatic. You know, but I. <laughs> 
don't have any desire to date anyone else, to have sex with anyone else, to kiss anyone else, to be with anyone else at all. And so it's really hard for me um, to, I'm not judgmental at all for people that are no. polyamorous. I know many people who are in poly, it's not how my brain poly is. relationships. I just can't comprehend it. So I don't know how to give advice on it because yeah. um, this is a lot of, uh, you know, there's like with polyamory, with open relationships, it is 100% up to you as a couple to decide what the rules are. You know, and and like every relationship, I think this is the misunderstanding with um, polyamory is and why it gets judged because people are like, oh, you're just a bunch of like whores having orgies. But it's not really that. It's like you guys have rules, right? Like you have specific rules. And so I don't know what's assholey or not, to Correct. be honest. All I can go off is, is some trust was broken. I yeah. don't know what the rules if are. If you had an agreement that you would only be exclusive to your husband and Andrew, to, so to, to Tommy yeah. and Andrew, and then you... were making you, out with this chick. Uh, yeah, and you had a threesome with your husband and his girlfriend, then, yeah, it does seem like you cheated because you broke the agreement that you made. But then it's with her husband, though, so that's the part that I just absolutely well, blows my it's mind. it's the husband the and the other person. Right. I understand. So I think that's the point. And she was drunk. Right. So, yeah, it's like a so, whole... So, yeah, there's... The, like, it does seem like in your specific relationship's rules, you broke one and you cheated. And then you got an STI, which who knows who it came from, though, because if... If everyone else tested po uh, tested negative, like I don't know, like where that came from. Then I don't, I don't know. Maybe you you might have gotten it before that incident, right. and you don't you know. know. Um, so maybe it could have it could have happened from Andrew. You don't. I'm just I don't, not I don't wired know. this way because, like, if for example, a chick was laying on my lap and Nikki's texting me that we would look cute together, yeah, that would throw my whole world away. Like, like that's like, um, yeah, like my entire, um, like there's a there's like a base layer of foundation with me and Nikki, right? Yeah, and it's just me and Nikki, and the idea that Nikki doesn't see that base layer of foundation, yeah, and wants to like incorporate somebody else. Turns me off so hard that like my I could feel my stomach go into my yeah we're like, just like really hard monogamous people yeah uh, like like I know everything's a spectrum <clears throat> of like you know some people are okay with threesomes they don't see that as cheating if you agree with if, your partner yeah, or, but like that's it you know that's where they draw the line or like some people are okay with um, an open relationship but they wouldn't like get involved with the person that it's just for sex and like there's no relationships happening so that's an open relationship polyamory is like where like you guys are in agreement that you're exclusive to each other you're like you're all in a relationship so there's a lot of different levels we're like so on the monogamous side that it's it's like it's crazy. Wrong. Like it's it's like, like Nikki <laughs> drunk made out with her friend one time while yeah. I was there and I was pissed. Yeah, he was really. I never had that reaction happen from any <laughs> other boyfriend. Guys, it's like it's like yeah, yeah chicks making because out because it wasn't go. sexual. It was like yeah. oh we're wild and drunk. Uh, we're making yeah. out like yeah. and it was just like more like stupid like just yeah. being stupid drunk. But there was no sexual nothing like the yeah. thought of that to me is like but so I had never been with a boyfriend that saw that as cheating or in some way cheating or like sus. Yeah, yeah, or sus. So he got really taken aback by that. I was and it was he was super was mad. Pissed. Yeah. So we had a lot of I didn't ruin the night. I was very no, no. I, I let it I let it But know, I could tell I he was he was mad about yeah. something and I couldn't tell what. But 
I could tell he was mad. But that, and that's all. That's just a boundary. That it's yeah. just something that it's like it was good to know. And, and I apologize. I didn't know. And we, like we yeah. definitely set that rule right away. I kicked Nikki out of the house for a while, and then <laughs> I did go to Arizona the next day. It was you did. It wasn't because he kicked me out. No. Um, but yeah. So when it comes to am I the asshole? I don't know. We like, don't know. I like, I look. I understand what kind of what your therapist was saying. But like I'm in the maze too. That's why I'm saying if you can find a therapist that knows polyamory. Yeah, is yeah. more like consults polyamorous couples or trip like thruples or you know has fan as more specialized in the relationship department because there's a lot of different specialties and I th- I'm pretty sure that if you specialize in relationship therapy, you're probably going to deal with polyamorous uh people and relationships so they're more qualified to give advice definitely find a new therapist and i know you you said we're not qualified but i'm just telling you literally i don't understand the rules and shit yeah uh <laughs> also like i don't understand really the basis of the question um like are you trying to salvage the relationship with andrew if so you should have him get tested because maybe he's the one that gave you an STI because right. that wasn't clear here either. And if, it, you know, he might be willing to, he might be understanding. Um, it, it all depends. It sounds like she just wants to be with Andrew, though. It does sound like that. So, like, maybe focus on that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would focus on that. Um, yeah. Trying to resolve things with Andrew. Yeah. Um, I mean, it sounds like you got betrayed by your husband. But I don't know if it was clear to him. I have no idea. Yeah, like maybe he didn't know how far gone you were. Right. I'm not sure, honestly. I'm really, I'm really not sure. Um, this is a lot of entanglement. Yes. Going on. It's a great question. Very juicy. Thank you for submitting this. Yeah, we appreciate it. But maybe people in the comments know. Maybe like if there's polyamorous people in the comments, if you have some advice for our fellow listener here um you know definitely let us know um be respectable please it doesn't matter if like i just went through twitter like where uh i'm part of poker twitter and there's there was this whole like drama where a poker player was calling this girl a whore um (laughs) because she was polyamorous and like she did she wasn't like trying to like get with anyone at the table or anything he just asked if she had a boyfriend and she like explained her situation like yeah, that she was polyamorous, and he started just going off calling her a whore like Jesus. a bunch, and wouldn't <clears throat> shut up, and he g- didn't get kicked out. And so, Why not? yeah, exactly. So this has been a whole conversation like polyamory in in the Twitter space, and there's been a lot of people in the comments that were really judgmental about like, well, well he's right, you are a whore. That surprises me about a comment section, honestly, right. <laughs> <laughs> especially on Twitter. I'm very shocked. Yeah. But I'm just saying in our comment section. Be respectful, even if it's not what you personally. And maybe even be respectful. Be and be respectable. (laughs) Eat a dick, Green. (laughs) Eat a uh, eat a monogamous dick. Come get this one. Come eat this one. No, let's go. Not anymore. Aw, man. No. Don't correct my English and grammar. (laughs) All right, we got one more question for you guys, and I'm oh two. Okay, this person's sneaking in an extra one. Oh, by the way, I hope that helped. Um, 
So yeah, this legit. one, this one is titled Two Questions with No Correlation Whatsoever." Okay, great, love it. What's up, Stephen Nikki? Uh, you put the name order wrong, but okay, you nailed it. I'll forgive you. First off, thank you for changing my life. Ah, this is my third time writing to you guys, and I and y'all's expert advice has shown me I am both very agnostic and very anxious. Honestly, who needs to pay for therapy when I could write two professionals for free? <laughs> we are not professionals. Well, I bet you the last person's like they're not professionals. This is fucking the most whack answer I ever yeah, got yeah. In my whole life. <laughs> Pretty much. We were like, uh, we're very monogamous and <laughs> let me push up my glasses yeah, a little bit. Exactly. Do you want a Bible, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> After I realized I had anxiety, I did further research and realized my problem was that my thoughts were taking over my mind. You also helped me realize I had branded myself as an overthinker, which just added to the problems. I learned about meditation, which helped a lot. My mind felt clearer than it has ever been. I now have much more on my plate, less time to meditate, and feel as if the fog is coming back. I was wondering if you guys have any advice on dealing with anxiety on a day-to-day -day basis, especially on those days where it feels like you're completely trapped in your own mind. I also remember Steve saying that his resting state was being present. Could you elaborate on your process of doing that? Yes. I, I'll get to the second question after that, but since okay. he said it was irrelevant, like, let me, let's just go <clears throat> one at a time. So there's a place that I can go to anytime I want. And I, for some reason, it's, I've just been doing this ever since I was a little kid and I can just center myself really easily that way. And so it's almost like picture, like, I think the best way to describe this to people is like picture your favorite place, like maybe an island in the middle of like a turquoise ocean or some shit like that. And like picture that you're there and you can smell the air and like you're you're present there, right? And just take a picture of that. And and, and like all the feelings that you get when you're there and all that kind of stuff, right? 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 Like like take a picture of that and just like remember that. And if any point in the in your day where things are elevated or shit's getting crazy, I could just go there, boom, and I'm there and I'm back to being normal. And I think that's what helps me. You know, I don't think you ever see me get that angry. No. Or like that freaked out or like, you know, I watched Luna million dollars turn to zero and like I'm fine. Like 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 but why? It's because I have this beautiful centering thing that I I've just always had and yeah, I really, you know, I think if if I'm ever away from it, then I could get tilted or whatever, but it's just always there for me. So so I think maybe you could do it like that, like picturing a place or yeah. a memory or whatever it is. It's a nice go-to. Also, box breathing I heard really helps, which mm. is where you go like um, count four, count to four when you breathe in. One, two, three, four. Hold for four. One, two, three, four. Out for four. One, two, three, four. Hold for four. One, two, three, four. So there's a like box breathing. Yeah. Um, and there's also like a like a four, four, eight, sixteen or something where you like. Breathe in for four, hold for eight, breathe out for 16. So it was like that. Um, those breathing exercises do help calm you down instantly. Uh, but I do find that my natural state is overwhelm. Yes. <laughs> because correct. there are like a thousand thoughts, like at all times. <clears throat> and sometimes I'm able to reel them in mostly by making lists or, um, doing an activity that's centering such as meditating or like even putting away the dishes like kind of like puts me in a present state of mind and like puts everything in an order that I can just do one step at a time but there are times and especially scrolling on the social media does not help because sometimes no. I just go to it to try to clear my mind which absolutely adds to the chaos 
And then I'm thinking about how little time I have left and how there's all these different things that I need to do and I can't prioritize them and everything just seems like the most important. I even, this happened to me yesterday and I just had to list out all of the things that were in my head because they Sometimes I get inundated with ideas and that's not bad. Like it's a lot of creative ideas. Mm-hmm. As a creative person, I'm always like looking for ideas, but sometimes they flood out of nowhere and I don't have an outlet for them. It's not like, oh, I've been trying to think of a new recipe to do for Tasty Tuesday and then I get a bunch of recipes. Cool. I know exactly where to put them. No, this is like a bunch of ideas in a bunch of different directions. Like we should do this. We should do that. We should do this. So I like wrote out all of it. Like, Hey, ask this person about this one gig. Hey, should we do a photo shoot? Oh, we do need a photo shoot if we're going to relaunch this, uh, jewelry line. Um, but I don't know. It's not launching till April. So maybe we should, we don't need to do it right now, but he's in town right now, but I don't know if I'll be in LA next month. If you, if we miss him this weekend, will we miss the whole photography session? And then I need to fill my hot tub and LaCroix sent me a mini fridge. And, uh, there's this affiliate package that I need to, review before signing um and then how do i even add the buttons to my web page on twitch oh my god i'm so new at twitch i gotta learn how to use a hud because everyone else uses a hud on poker streaming and i'm at a disadvantage by not using it the house is really messy oh i'm half finished editing this vlog like all of these thoughts are all at the same time and i'm not even a quarter way through this list i believe you and and i'm just saying that so when i say i'm unqualified i am but i can only tell you what semi works and that is listing everything out to get it out of my head getting it out of my head is like the number one because if i don't write it somewhere it's like my brain thinks if i get present i'm gonna lose all of these important ideas and thoughts and stuff so if i dump it somewhere like a journal or an iphone list or something then at least my brain feels safe like the thoughts are somewhere that we don't need to think about them right now they're not going away. We have them. They're safe. They're locked up. And now we can just focus on what we need to do today. And then I was able to, after I listed all this out, I was able to focus one by one on what I needed to do, which was I I needed to um, study something and uh, like for poker. And then I needed to um, fill out a tax thing. And then I needed to do these like um, HOA stuff. Like so it was, wearing it down you know, it was like, you. Yeah, but yeah. like I, none of that was even on the list. I just needed to get all the thoughts out. Yeah. Um, but so writing it down is number one. And then, um, then I'm able to like go to a state like that. Okay. But sometimes when he's saying that he doesn't have time to meditate now, um, it's weird how meditation works because the more you feel like you don't have time, the more you actually do need to meditate. That's true. Because meditate expands time is like a perception so we're getting super meta here but like time is is not linear and it's not it's just a perception and the more you think you don't have time the less time you have right but if you can meditate and carve out like even 10 minutes to meditate it's like you have an expansion of time and i can't explain it because i'm not a scientist but it works like you need to meditate more if you have less time. Or, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But also don't forget about the snapshot thing. If you can get really good at it, like to where it, it yeah. becomes a snapshot, you well, can Well, when you're meditating, you can just picture that. Yeah, exactly. You just picture that as, picture that, as your meditation. The, the more you're doing that, the more you can turn it into a snapshot and the more you can just bounce there. Yeah. That's what I think. I wish everyone could do that. But bouncing there and bouncing back is is my yeah i don't feel like i can bounce with a snapshot yeah but i have been able to bounce with songs Mm, there you go so there's like a like a certain song 
can bring me back to a good energy place yeah where i'm present and i'm here and i'm ready to go let's go um but the snapshot, I just get anxiety because it. What if I can't picture it right away? Like, right. and then I'm, what was that snapshot again? Like, what was the part that was relaxing about it? Was it the waves over my feet? Like, what, what was the part? Like, and I yeah. just, I'm in my head too much. I get it. But it does work when I'm already in a centered place. Yeah, exactly. What yeah. Was, what was part two? And then part two is. This question is random as fuck, but do you have any tips on how to trade options? I'm a complete beginner. I would like to know where to start. I don't have much in my portfolio about 1K, but I'm working on building it up when I'm done DCAing. Woo. What are some strategies, books, and or YouTubers that you would recommend for me? Don't forget Kooji. Yes. Everyone's sleeping yes, on Yes, I'm Kooji. working on getting therapy. I'm just hella broke and on some bad credit. Nikki era shit. Understandable. Let's go. Um, Well, I wouldn't recommend trading options if you are hella broke right now because it's super volatile. Um. Like, if anything, you should be DCAing and then, you know, maybe put it in an index or um, something more, something less volatile, right? Uh, if you're that broke, right? Because you just need to build a, st a, a stack, right? Build well. Um, options are super volatile because it's like day trading. But I will say, if you follow Phil Town, uh, we took a whole course from him and it was amazing. <coughs> yeah. Actually, he has a formula with a 90% success rate of trading options where you will 90, like it's 90% you're going to be profitable. Um, in fact, he did uh, 30 years of back testing on using this method. And no matter what, like you come out profitable. Like you yeah, don't lose crazy. money as long as you continue to stick to this system. And it was because of this system that I learned from him and I started using the system with options trading and it did work. You have to be like doing it every month, right? For Because it's very marginal. Your yeah. edges are just like, they're so little. And instead of taking big risks like a lot of day traders do, you're just taking really, really minor things that add up over a long period of time, but that can net you um, like 15% a year if you're doing it correctly. And you're getting out at certain points too for certain reasons. Yeah, exactly. And he has like, yeah, he has like, these stop losses, these um, alerts that you can set, things like that. It's really good. So check him out, Phil Town. He wrote a book called Rule Number One. He's more of a value trade investor, but um, like a Warren Buffett style strategy. Like but a Steve Green style. <laughs> he found this options strategy using the Kelly formula, uh, which actually a blackjack guy, like a card, the guy that figured out how to card count, he wrote a book called Beat the Dealer and it was using this Kelly formula. He instead went into the stock market with it and that's how he continually beats the stock market. So it's using that formula. And because of learning this, that had this huge success rate, is how I got into GTO poker strategy. True. Where it was like, yeah, I heard that if you use a certain strategy that over time you can beat the variance of poker. And that's how I got into like poker because you could use a much smaller bankroll and see like big results right away. And I was like, well, I'll build my bankroll with poker, then put it into the options and like, and then build it well, into you also, value you investing. You also just fucking love poker. But too. I just fucking love poker. So, yeah. so that never happened. I never put it back into the option no. strategy. I just like full on went poker. But that's a different story. Anyway, I highly recommend that. I don't know many other people who can give you options trading advice that isn't super volatile. Like, and if you're at a really broke point, like, I just wouldn't, I just don't think it's worth it. Um, there are so many other things you can do to build your money that uh, are less risky. Don't forget about Kooji, bro. Everyone's sleeping on Kooji. Don't forget about Kooji. I know we're woo boys and girls out there, but don't forget about Kooji. Woo mans. Oh, I'm the woo man. Woo man era. Yeah. Yep. Woo mans are very kind.
something kind. I'm telling you, it's very empowering ever since I became a, a woman. A woman. Mm-hmm. It's, I feel so empowered. That's great. Yeah, thank you. Are you ever scared as a woman, like walking alone at night? Uh, well, no, why would I? Because you have a lot of woo on you. Oh, well, yeah, I know, but, it, but it's on my ledger. Oh, true. So it's totally fine. Okay, well, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, guys, I hope that these answers helped some of your questions out there. Uh, again, we are not professionals, but um, you did ask for our opinions and we did give it to me give it to you so that's you asked for that and any results we are um not accountable we're not liable for unless you had really great results and then that was all us okay so you better come back and thank us and so let us know and so come back and thank us thank you thank you and be sure to check out our sponsors be sure to check out our patreon and drop by on sunday if you want jello shots you know we got a lot twitch.tv slash trick that's it Link in the description. Check check it out. T-R-I-C-K-N-I-K-S. Let's go. Great branding. Super easy to remember. All right. See you guys in the next one. Okay. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.